Everybody, put on your seatbelts. <coughs> Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the new phrase, pulling a Carrie and Debbie, are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, George and Barbara Bush? I'll give credit where credit is due. A friend of mine at Facebook posted that. Jen, Good. Mc, Jen McPartland. Ah, nice. Yeah. Good friend. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show. Right. Pulling, that was, that pulling was a, a Carrie and Debbie. Because, yeah, George and Barbara Bush. Oh my goodness. Who knows, by the time you listen to this or by the time it airs, they might be all fine and out or dead. That's right. Oh. Either way, they're pulling a, you know, going together type of thing. I think they don't want to go to the inauguration, and so they're just like, oh, we're sick. We're in the hospital. He would rather die you. than go to the inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't want anyone How to. How far will they take it? Yeah, exactly. right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, so... Get well soon. I Absolutely, guess. unless what, unless something has changed by the want. time you've heard this. <laughs> if it's what they want, I don't want to. He's actually the one who has pneumonia. She just has coughing, and so they're being careful with her because they don't want her to catch pneumonia from him. Well, and where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's coughing, there's pneumonia. And she's like there forty years go. older than him, right? Yeah, I think she might be more delicate. <laughs> she's forty. Hey, welcome so to the so movie so. showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. Our quest has taken us through the physical, the metaphysical, the delusional, and back. Oh, yes. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, previews, special guests, bits, banter, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. <laughs> we offer, offer up a new show here every week. Just search Bing, Google, or... Yahoo! That's Yahoo. Soon to be <laughs> Altiba. You, That's you what I was this. telling you. What? Altiba. What? You, what? You, Yahoo's been purchased by Verizon. Yeah. Go on. And I believe they're going to become Altiba. Why would you... T- Yahoo I, is such a recognizable name. You don't give up the brand name. I you don't give up <laughs> the brand name. <laughs> I know, but I they're know. coming in and making changes. And I brought... Altiba. <laughs> I brought in that news last week if the life of me could not remember Altaba. Because you won't be able to, no. and no one will. <laughs> that reminds me of Accenture commercials when it first started. I was like, what the fuck's Accenture? <laughs> uh, so anyway, search Altaba, and we'll come right up. And of course, the show is absolutely- Oh, hang on a second, Paul. Yes. All right, so I was at the Ralph's. For those of you in Western New York, that's our quality markets, our tops. <laughs> and um, I forgot to bring in my old iPhones to the little machine where you can give it to them and then they give you like $4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have any extra cash on me right now. No, they have machines. To Joe. pay for the show. Joe Canale with us. Yes. That uh, you can put your phone in the machine. Old phone, not the one you currently and use. You, they'll give you money for it, okay. for recycling it. I think Paul got five bucks once. I got $4 for an old iPhone. <laughs> That's great. But, you know, I was going to recycle it anyway. Yes. They gave me 4 bucks. But I don't have $4 because I forgot my old phone. Well, oh, that should bring... that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. <coughs> the show is free. Ah, wait, why? So don't worry about it. Oh, that's a terrible... Why is an excellent question? That's a question. terrible plan. We should charge. Ah. But, uh, yeah, the, the sh- we just put it out there and everybody can enjoy it for free. So wow. in case you were thinking about paying for the show, don't sweat it. It's, it's offered up free. Great. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show on all the land, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. No one can truly love a man who listens to Phil Collins. Yes, Sing Street, yeah? Yes, Sing Street. Adam is still on assignment in the Midwest, while Bart is on skiing assignment in Utah. <laughs> but joining us all show long is a good friend of the show and former guest. But it's been a while. We're happy to have him back. Mm-hmm. Co-star of the Sports Widow podcast <laughs> with his wife, Molly Erdman. Improviser, stand-up comic, and more. Joe Canale, everybody. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
And as ever, I will bring you our patented movie preview. You're determined to make Joe go deaf, are you, Paul Preston? <laughs> it's explosion for to get your. Uh, we always say it sounds like Paul comes in on like a little bullet, and then he goes wee, and then he flies away. <laughs> <laughs> wee! I drop movie previews, and then I got to get. <laughs> he takes off. I got things to do. Busy man. He's on a little rocket. W- the point is, yes. the show. And we will prep you for everything that's coming to theaters every weekend, spoiler free. So if people think, oh, I haven't seen the movies, I shouldn't watch a show. Not true. Tune in because we haven't seen the movies either. No. Right. So and this way you can get ready to decide what you're going to see and decide based on our stupid comments. In the yes. end, it's a comedy show. It's yeah. kind of a roast of the weekend's movies. Right. And, and this, this way weekend, you, and you don't get anything biased because we haven't seen the movie. So how can we be biased? <laughs> right. That's true. We'll still tell you what we think of Vin Diesel, whether yeah. or not we like the movie. But it's a totally unbiased, un, un, uh, informed <laughs> yes, opinion. Exactly. Well, Those are all the, the rage these days. We watched the trailer. <laughs> so we'll, we watched what they want us to see. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so here's what's coming into right. uh, the movies this week. A new trio of films. First up, going into wide release, The Founder, a film about McDonald's founder Ray Kroc. Cool. I want to thank the Weinstein Company for releasing this on the eve of my gallbladder removal surgery anniversary. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Kids, Ray Kroc was a jerk. Oh. Uh, also, Split, not since Sybil has a movie about multiple personalities, had a five-letter title. <laughs> and later in the show... A device that controls every military satellite in the world has fallen into the hands of four very dangerous guys. We need someone who can move like them. Fight like them. It's time to be a patriot. There are no more patriots, just rebels and tyrants. So which are you? I'm Triple X. That's Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Oh my goodness. <laughs> which, you know, I just realized this. No. Xander don't. is pronounced like a Z. So uh-huh. if you put the title of this movie together, Quadruple it's X. you're falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, which yeah. could happen, I suppose. I don't know. I never saw the first one. Joe? No, did not. Didn't sit around in the family and did, watch that one. Did not see uh, none of the Triple X. In any way, I there was I never go beyond double X. Uh, That's probably best because if you go too far, then you've probably been eating too many McDonald's. Absolutely, mm. and you brought it all home. Hey. Very nice. Uh, also, you know, last week Manic Murray chimed in because you January's missed this, Joe, and you're. Uh, I'm sad to have missed w- it. Well, you're not going to miss it now. He's a du- January's a dumping <laughs> ground for movies, right? They, they open wide the movies that just had limited release at the end of the year to qualify the for the Oscars in January it's full of stuff they don't know what to do with it's not going to make money in the summer it's not good for awards contention it's putting out in January right we're going to have a couple of those today with Vin oh, Diesel exciting. Um, <laughs> but so so there were so many we were practically giving them all away so Manic Murray <laughs> and his wholesale uh, club was selling a bunch of movies and he still has more to sell there's so many to sell yeah he's still go- going on all you got to do is ch- chime in tune in to him and he's still going on well, wherever he is. Well, let's check in and see where he's at. Well, I think he's talking about the last week we heard about 48 Hours to Live, Alone in Berlin, all these other indie films that are just piling up over mm-hmm. in the corner that we don't know what to do with. Now he's talking about The Book of Love. And with every wide release, I will throw in free of charge The Book of Love. Now, here's one cutie padoody of a movie that stars that adorable Jason Sudeikis as an architect who oh, like loses his wife, but not just any wife, Jessica Biel. That's right. you got Jason Sudeikis, Jessica Biel, Justin Timberlake, Paul Reiser. And if you act right now, I'll give you an unknown actress engendering real pathos as a homeless person who helps him keep his sanity together when 
agreed to lose with his wife as the two work together to realize a dream that he once considered crazy. And with every viewing of this preview, I will include, absolutely, free of charge, that feeling like you might rather be watching Field of Dreams. But we don't just have lead actors, we've also got supporting actors in lead roles. If you like Breaking Bad because of the wife of the cop, then you I do. love Betsy Brandt and Claire in motion. Oh, okay. I gotta see Claire in motion. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you. That's Manic Murray. You can't slow Manic Murray down. there's a lot of movies to get to. Just another Manic Murray. He was Manic. We take our time. We give 10 minutes or so to each of these movies. No, you gotta go fast when it's a dumping ground. Yeah, when there's like 10 indies, you need Manic Murray. Yeah. So wherever he is, I'm sure he's still going on. But let's get to our first film, The Founder. Paul, is that a documentary about the $2 bill? Karen, uh, we've done that already. Yeah, it was good. In fact, all you have to do is go to youtube.com slash the movie guys live and look under movie screenings and festivals and click on the video, the $2 bill documentary There's screening. There's a girl in a bikini there. And watch us host a Southern California screening of this entertaining film from director John Bernardo with hosting, giveaways, and a live appearance by President Thomas Jefferson and a real live American stripper. Yay! It'll make more sense when you see it. But the founder <laughs> is entirely different, Karen. Let's tell the people what it's about. All right. Now, Paul, our first film will make your shamrock shake. Karen. <laughs> It'll make you grimace? Oh, okay, fine. Well, if you've ever wanted to see a movie pinpoint the exact moment it all went to hell... Then you'll love The Founder, a biopic on the inventor of fast food, Ray Kroc. Here's a clip. Hamburgers, filet of fish, cheeseburgers, french fries, icy cakes, kick shakes, sundaes, apple pie. I knew that differently. I knew it Big Mac, filet of fish, quarter pounder, french fries. Mm, Yeah, Mm. that was the radio edit. Thank you. (laughs) While not technically a prequel to Supersize Me, the founder does tell the story of the first person to eat McDonald's every day for a month. (laughs) Karen, you you have the next line. I'm sorry. Give me a second. I need to work up my golden arches. I have to make that into a Trump joke. Okay. We don't have time for that. I have to move (laughs) on. You have to serve one to get a billions, as the founder tells the story of Ray Kroc, a guy admired by millions and hated by two. (laughs) <laughs> These two being the owners of McDonald's, Mac and Dick McDonald. Ever wonder why a restaurant founded by a guy named Ray Kroc was called McDonald's? Well, the McDonald's brother in the movie wonder the same thing. When Ray Kroc meets the McDonald's brothers and learns the secret of how they make everything so quickly. And in the back, you know, they have this big vat full of this stuff. <laughs> and these little molds combining. It goes, <laughs> hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Malt. Paper box. Here's your change. Thank you. Well, Croc eventually steals their business model out from under them, creating modern franchising. That's a load of Croc. Zing! (laughs) All right, Karen, you get one zing per movie today? All right. All right. Now, despite detailing the launch of American restaurant juggernaut McDonald's, the movie doesn't seem to explain why Pizza Hut and Taco Bell were forced to mate in captivity. I'm at the Pizza Hut. What? I'm at the Taco Bell. What? I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. <laughs> Suppose he could have called it Crocs, but Crocs doesn't really scream food. Yeah, barely whisper shoe. Mac and Dick fell to poverty after trying to brand a new burger called McDick's. <laughs> Although in West Hollywood, the location still remains open today. That is one hyper-local gay joke. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I can't fault Croc. He had to work his ass off for everything he had. He couldn't sit back and rest on his lineage like the Burger King. 
there. Now, in McDonald's, <laughs> the movie, you'll see the origins of McDonald's icons as Ray Kroc is terrorized at the carnival by a clown. Ooh. Or that day Ray Kroc took mushrooms and thought he was arrested for stealing hamburgers by a police chief with a hamburger for a head. <laughs> and spent the night in prison with a giant gumdrop or something. A anyway, here's an actual clip. Okay. McDonald's can be the new American church. Well, that makes sense. McDonald's and churches have... Some of the best real estate in the country. You know, you're right, Paul. McDonald's is like church. Uncomfortable seats, you're fed something that's questionable to your health, and the mascots wear really wacky costumes. Both are a refuge for homeless people. Not to mention the sticky floors. The hell churches did you go to? Mm -hmm. Chances are you'll be divided on whether Croc is a hero or crook. On one hand, he is a business visionary, and on the other hand, his innovations led to that dick manager who tell you... If you got time to lean, you've got time to clean. <laughs> Director John Lee Hancock brings his signature lack of signature once again, and Croc is played by Michael Keaton. I know what you're thinking. How the heck does a 52-year-old, over-the-hill, milkshake machine salesman build a fast food empire with 1,600 restaurants at an annual revenue of $700 million? One word. Persistence. Hey, you say persistence three times fast and Ray Kroc will appear. And the screenplay, uh, screenplay is written by Robert Siegel. I'm Robert Siegel, and this is All Things Considered. No. Oh, that would be cool if it was him. No, it's a different... <laughs> different... Uh, <laughs> different Robert Siegel. <sighs> that reminds me of lunchtime. I usually hear that when I'm in the car at, like, lunch. Isn't that weird? Ray Kroc was a visionary, and yet he could never have foreseen the McDonald's on Hollywood and Highland at 2 a.m. Hey, I mean, God. who can? That's, hey. that's the <laughs> okay, now every now and then, you know, because we live in Hollywood, yes. they'll have screenings for movies well in advance of their actual oh. release date to mm -hmm. qualify for awards. Absolutely. So when we say we haven't seen the movies, that's normally the case. Except uh -huh. in this case, well, we not only saw the movies, but didn't we see a bunch of the people too? No. Oh, I thought that was this there movie. There was no, no, there was no Q&A for this one, although it is oh. the season for Q&As. So oh. as soon as we left, we went to McDonald's. That's true. Yeah. This movie will make you want to go to McDonald's. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Whatever they're saying about it, if it's good or bad for you, who cares? You're going. You're going So McDonald's. is this like the Lego movie where it's just a two-hour commercial? Well, I don't know, because it really doesn't... Hmm, interesting. It? It's not pro-McDonald's, it's right. pro-Croc. It, so it's just basically the... It's not on purpose. Like, I felt... I, I yeah. like the, the uh, Lego movie, but that was my thought, is that, wow, what a incredible commercial this has been. Um, <laughs> I don't... I guess, golly, well, I don't know. You, you, you just don't, have to see the burgers to want them, though. Yeah, you're just hungry. Point, yeah. yeah. Well, like Karen said, joke all you want about this movie on today's show, but don't screw with the fries. The oh, fries the fries are yes. legit. Yeah. Yes. There's no question. Those fries have <laughs> they've earned their place in history. Oh, that's mm. one of the foods. That is one of the foods that you will burn your mouth to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A, you're maybe often drunk when you're having it, <laughs> but like you know, a slice of pizza. When you're drunk, you'll you'll burn the roof of your mouth. Yep. Those McDonald's fries can be very hot when mm -hmm. you get them fresh, uh, and you'll burn your mouth for those. Yeah. You throw them right in your mouth. You don't yeah. think? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, this movie's fascinating because it does show that, um, he, like we made that joke about persistence, the fact that he found something. Uh, Ray Kroc was a visionary in the sense that he saw something in this business, and I don't want to give anything away, so I won't tell you how he came across it, but he was able to use his own persistence and just being motivated and staying focused on one single goal and he was just open to the universe giving him ideas and that's why we make that joke about mcdonald's having being like church because 
He found, after a while, he figured out the best real estate. McDonald's has the best real estate, and it's fascinating. And that was, yeah. The, now, I, you guys saw the movie at the mm-hmm. preview. I have not seen the movie, so I can still give that unbiased opinion. Yes, yes. Uh, having just seen the... the uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to but to tell you, it, it doesn't necessarily sell McDonald's because it does. Yeah. No. It does present a gnarly. Well, I know I know a gnarly a little, past. Yes, for the and, yeah. and and I think the history is is known in some some respects. Uh, now, Croc became you know a rich rich man. He bought the San Diego Padres at one point. Wow. Uh, and so he was a baseball team owner. That's how I know who he was. And then and then it's funny because I, I learned who he was and then. It was like, oh, he's the McDonald's guy, but he and and like yeah. you said in the thing, I was like, wait, why is Ray Kroc mm-hmm. the owner of McDonald's? And I guess you wouldn't call it Crocs. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> although I will dispute the, uh, you can relate Crocs to food if you know Mario Batali. That is the closest link from Crocs to food other than McDonald's <laughs> is uh, is Mario Batali, as Who's far that? as I know. Okay, there I we go. I don't know who Mario Batali is. Care, we don't have cable, so yeah. oh. he is a f- he's a famous chef. Oh, okay. He owns Moza here in L.A. Oh, okay. uh, he's I, like I a red-haired, uh, husky, ponytailed, po- red oh, pony. Oh, yes, that's yes. Melrose a, and like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melrose Highland and Highland. Yes, yeah. I've driven by. Sure, uh, good pizzas and and other stuff there. But uh, that's it. Yeah, that's my croc joke. Um, <laughs> does he it's wear, always best when there's an ample Does he wear crocs when he's cooking? Is he does. That what he you're wears saying? like orange uh, crocs when he cooks. Wonderful. Good to uh, know. So the other Mario Batali fan will get that. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to, I, I, you know, of all the movies we're going to talk about today, this is the one that I want to see the most, I think. Well, this is also Great. the one that came out like in the 25th and now is going into wide release right. because they figured there's a shot for Michael Keaton maybe to have an Oscar nomination so you they're you know they know it's a movie of quality so it's not no surprise you want to see it the most why why and I don't know if you know this but why don't they just put it out in January for next year's Oscars is it too far removed from the award season for people to remember it is I that just the wrote an process? article about this I you know what the whole I call it backloading yeah they backload the year with all these award movies now between November and December, you're required to see, well, not required, but if you wanted to keep up on everything that could be sure. award nominated, there's 18 movies. Right. And those are just the major ones. There are still some foreign films and documentaries right. and things that- And that you get those little parts if you're looking for the smaller parts. Spread them out. Yeah. Put them out, and, you know, because the last movie to, to win an award mm. before, that won the best picture that came up before summer- was The Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Oh, wow. wow. They didn't do it anymore. There's been a, I think the last one to win that came out in the summer was a Gladiator in 2000. Gladiator Bra- Braveheart won, before that. Gladiator won Best Picture? Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it's fun to say, uh, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. along the lines of that story I told you before about mediocrity just being rewarded. Well, <laughs> basically, Braveheart won. Gladiator is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. They like that formula, I guess. I guess so. But... In the last 10, 15 years, the majority of the Oscar winners come out in November, December, counting on voters having short attention spans and like having the movie right there when the voting deadline comes. But if I th- if your movie's great, it'll be remembered. And that's kind of crummy because then, you know, even for people who... Oscar award movies are generally of a certain type. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain types of people who really like those types of movies. Not me particularly, but <laughs> but... If they're all, you know, wedged into those two months, yeah, those people can't 
see other good movies they like in the other parts of the year. In the middle of the July, That's if true. your only choices are Transformers right. 5 and Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Right. You go to Ghostbusters. It's like, can I get some hidden <laughs> figures going on right. here? Yeah, because, sure. And, and a movie like Hidden Figures is so likable. Yeah, it's, an it's right. so really easy good. to like. That movie could succeed at any time of the and year. Then, it already made $22 million <laughs> its opening It's the feel-good movie good. of the summer, or if it comes out in the summer, whatever <laughs> season we're in now. At the other, uh, on the other end of this spectrum, you have a movie like Lion, which we saw last night, and it has all this award buzz behind it, and it's not at all worthy of it. The movie's fine, and it tells a story, and there's actors who are okay, right. but it's got this kind of... Um, it's at the right time of year, and it has that right feel, and there's a an Oscar-nominated, award-winning people in it. So you go, oh, that's it's one of those. Like, yes, it's they can not great. they can convince you by just you know mimicking what the good version of it would be. Right. It's kind of like you know if you're in a improv scene or something, and if you just say something like it's the last line of the scene, people <laughs> will think you're actually being funny when you're just like, and that's why potatoes go rotten. <laughs> Well, it had nothing to do with what you I'm said. I'm calling for the lights right, here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just reach like, up and pull it. Yeah, you know, we say all the things with the right intonation, but... Adam always says that. If you make it sound like you're saying a joke, right. is it a joke? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh. Some people think so. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Guess what it's about? Split, a 50s greaser movie. No. Mm. Split, a uh, sequel to Beat It? No. Split, the sequel to Kramer versus Kramer. No. Oh. Split, a biopic about Louis Anderson's pants. Nor is it a biopic. No. <laughs> <laughs> a tragic tale of dyslexia based on the book Spilt? No, all those guesses are wrong. That's a good one. We're never good at this game. Oh. So maybe it's a remake of the 1989 science fiction thriller called Split? No, this one's from 2016. I found it! Paul, is this it? It's the surreal and epic journey of a young woman that takes place to claim her own darkness and sexuality so she can stop putting it into the hands of abusive lovers. Mm. What are you talking about? The film Split. That was made in 2016. Yeah, the film that was made in 2016, but whatever, that's not it. Whatever you oh, but that about. sounds good. Okay, how about this one I found? As her 30th birthday looms, an overachieving woman with a thing for bowlers decides to marry the man of her dreams in just under a month. <laughs> No, no, guys, what? just look here. Just go to IMDb, and I'll do it here, and we'll see. Oh, there are three films from 2016 called Split. Yeah. Okay, well, this one actually refers to a split personality. Oh. You're the split personality, all excited about a game, then you yell at us about it like a dick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. M. Night Shyamalan has a split personality himself. He can make both good and bad movies. All right, Split actually refers to a split personality as James McAvoy plays a person with 23 personalities. Sounds like John McCain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a doozy, Judge. <laughs> this one looks like a home run. Mm -hmm. The dramatic possibilities of an actor of James McAvoy's caliber playing 23 different characters is incredible. Mm -hmm. In the hands of M. Night Shyamalan, director of After Earth, I'd be worried. But luckily, Split is directed by M. Night Shyamalan, director of The Visit. Ah, uh, Shyamalan PV, as we call him. We do? Well, we do right now. Okay. Shyamalan post-visit. <laughs> and the movie is produced by Jason Blum. January is summer to Blumhouse Productions, yes. the modern kings of horror, suspense, and psychological terror. You can always count on them to make summer movie money in the wintertime. Three teenage girls, Claire, Claire, Marsha, and Casey are kidnapped from a birthday party. Okay, you see we're already winning as an audience. That's a strong opening hand. The girls find themselves held captive in a windowless room. Split. That's what the captive girls wish they could do. Yeah. Ha -ha. That's two. That's okay. I'm also counting. The kidnapper here. abducts the cast of Clueless and calls himself Dennis. <laughs> But he's really not Dennis, as the girls come to find out. He's actually Kevin. Ooh. Who's Kevin? What? It turns out that answer is multiple choice. <laughs> You'd need Cerebro to see all his personalities. And you don't get a zing on that? At one point, uh. he's a little kid. Then there's one shot of him as Sinead O'Connor <laughs> or something. And then there's one very dangerous one threatening that will show itself very soon, called The Beast. He's a pilot, you know. As we mentioned, James McAvoy plays the lead role, and despite being cast in The Happening, Betty Buckley works again in this as McAvoy's doctor. <laughs> I'm glad they gave that role to a woman. As you know, there aren't enough good roles for women in Hollywood, and here are a bunch of great roles for men, and they're all given to one guy. At one point, he even plays a woman's role. Un really unbelievable. You know, I'd like to see him also play the kidnapped girls in distress. That would make the movie interesting. I think you're right. <laughs> now, after the shallows, lights out, the forest shut in, and the darkness, it's good to see brunettes be the victims here. <laughs> you know, if the girls really want to escape from this madman, why don't they just all shit the bed, so to speak? And by that, I mean actually, you know, 
do poo-poo in their bed, so Frico the Creep <laughs> has to turn into a cleaning woman and tell him all the leaves so he can tidy things up. Let's see that clip. <laughs> I want to see that clip. Well, a split in bowling is bad. Hopefully this isn't. All right, there you go. No, no joke that the visit has me hopeful about Shyamalan again. Did you see the visit, Joe? I didn't. I'm not a Shyamalama Ding Dong fan. It was I, uh, good. I don't like horror movies. Oh, okay. Oh. That was. I don't like being scared. Okay, don't see that. Yeah. That was really very clever. I don't like being scared. I know. You don't find it like, <sighs> Some like fun, no. joy. No, my it. daughter loves that, and that's the shame of it. Uh, really? Isn't that funny? She huh. likes that kind of stuff. I'm easily, as you saw, I mean, I've jumped two or three times here, and really only <laughs> one legit reason to do it. Uh, <coughs> and so I'm very jumpy. In in like kids' movies, I'm jumpy. I, I remember Puss in Boots. I don't know if I told this story a lot, but Puss in Boots, I was watching that with my daughter, and like something happened, and I jumped, and she was Puss very embarrassed. And Puss she's in like, Boots is like a laugh riot. <laughs> Sure, but at points there's suspense, I guess, for me. I know there's action and stuff. Oh, dear. I just get like, that's what I've inherited from my mother is the ability to just jump and scream at top volume for no reason. Oh, my gosh. There's a scene in Ghostbusters where the, did you see Ghostbusters? I did not see the recent Ghostbusters. There's a great scene where they go down to to fight a ghost and the guy who's a concierge guy, (laughs) he says that he scared the ghost because he has a very, what is that? How does he explain his scream? Some people say I have a very loud scream. Unsettling. Or Unsettling something. scream. <laughs> yeah. And then he does it. It's awesome. And it's, oh. and it's so funny. The audition for that must have been incredible. That's awesome. Give us your unsettling <laughs> scream. Give us your unsettling you know, scream. It's like, oh, we're down to these five. I can't hear it again, though. <laughs> if I listen to them again, we just got to pick one. Do you go to, Um, I, I don't go to these, like the uh, Halloween Horror Nights and nope. Knott's Berry Farm. I can't handle no, that. I, I can't my, do uh, Where were we? I even get a little bit scared on the mummy ride. I at, can't do uh, the mummy. Well, I don't like when people an, go boogie yeah, boogie. And they get and and Mm-mm. again, I've gone with my daughter to Universal a bunch of times, and she always wants to go to that like horror thing that they have. And the one that's there is probably not one of the scary no, scary ones. Now, it is. Oh, now it's Walking it. Dead. See, the Walking oh, right. Dead themed one. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. I can't even go on that. And no, I love Walking Dead. I don't watch Walking Dead Jeez. for the same reason. I don't want those kind of things in my mind. <laughs> I've lived too much to see additional actually i've lived too little i'm too sheltered so that even horror movies i could get ptsd from horror movies that's what a wimp i am you know i just saw patriots day and i i you know we know at some point something's going to blow up because it's about the bombing at the um, marathon and when it got to the point where the people started running i had to put my fingers in my ears because i knew at some point that was going to happen and i had to like be ready and it still freaked me out when it happened well it was they spared no expense with the jarring Oh, making it that uh, way uh, yeah feeling of yeah. the oh, explosion it was awful the um well that reminds me of two little things i'll tell the shorter of the two <laughs> okay. uh, the, the second thing i just thought of uh and and this is totally random but just when you said they made it very jarring uh a while ago i went to the reagan museum oh that's jarring i can understand <laughs> and you know i i couldn't keep my mouth shut and i went with my father Uh-oh. and uh, and my wife and and my wife's sister who was like a half hour late made me very angry. maybe that's what set you off that was probably that probably got me going mm-hmm. and then you know i'm not a big reagan fan uh and you know I'm you just, just don't like bedtime for bonzo no, I didn't, that's the best thing about him but <laughs> you know I, I can't keep my mouth shut just going on about stuff but they had a very 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 good uh display on the the shooting of reagan oh. and the way they do it is i'm not gonna uh, i'm not even gonna spoil it because it's a cool thing to go see uh, and whether you like Republicans or Democrats doesn't matter. It's a historical kind of thing. 
Uh, and boy, the money that he got for this thing. Like for this building. Oh, does he? Oh, it's, it's amazing. The, it's the guy, it's the Boone Pickens, T. Boone Pickens, the guy who basically oh, yeah. owns Oklahoma State University, uh, the oil man. He put a lot of money in, in for this thing. That. It's incredible because you know. they have a, they actually have a Air Force One and a bunch of stuff. Oh, cool. But the assassination thing is very well done and jarring and kind of like just very effective. And Were you scared? I was I was affected by it. I'll wow. say that I don't know if I was scared because I really you know it's the kind of thing that you not that you know when it's coming and you don't know when you know when it's coming and you know when it's coming because you've seen the clip so right. many times so you anticipate that but they create a pretty good environment that that, that gets you a little bit into it so that's a little tease for that. Thank you. Good a- mm-hmm. good good advertising. I do want to. I'm with you though. I'm like a uh, give or take on Reagan. You know I, all these guys I don't like Reagan and. Uh, W. Yeah. Bush. I, I there weren't tanks on the streets, so in retrospect, you know, no big thing, right? Are you anticipating something? I don't know. <laughs> what what are you talking I'm about? Talking about as are much you as talking I, about the women's I, march as, on Saturday? No, I'm just talking about in general, as much as I right. didn't like sure. politicians being president who's I, mean, I disagreed with, it never got that no it never oh, got I red dawn no, bad, yeah, right? No, no. no. Right. Yes. So but but so the point is yeah. yes. because of that, I'd still go check out what he did. What, yes. what that place is all about. Uh, and, and I don't want to see the Air Force. And it's one. also it's it's American history. It just happens, right. you know, it's it's the American history during those years when he was there. And of course he was in charge of it all. So I, I think going to all those things, I want to go to the Nixon one too. And I'm too young to know anything other than, you know, the history that you know, but that is very interesting to me. And also the way they portray it. Obviously, uh, I my parents uh, or my hometown is very close to the Roosevelt mansion which is now they're building a library because it wasn't a thing when he was president oh, cool. you know this and 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 it's kind of funny because i've been to his, his house there many times which is where they're putting the museum and that president you know maybe maybe the most important president of all time and he didn't have anything at all it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like this little one room his actual home library is so the funny. roosevelt library for now uh and just the um, uh, that's one I want to go back to when they build it up because he was he lived through incredible history and then died right before some other big history mm-hmm. and that's split and that's split everybody, <laughs> everybody. that's really important oh one thing I, I yes? did once get a 710 <laughs> yeah. split I wanted to say that earlier oh, yeah, I think everyone's got one. Oh, wait you picked oh, it up picked I picked it up, it up. Well, how did you nice. do it did it you go in and out of the gutter? Did the I, old- I it it I threw the ball as hard as I could Smart. and accidentally put an English on it that hit <laughs> one side of whatever. What's on the left? The seven, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, so hit that on the on the left side of it and kicked it, and it went off the back and hit the other one. Nice. It was it was like I by throwing it hard, I put an English on that I never could have anticipated and so yeah. that created it, it to spin it made it, it made it go to the right and it kicked the thin nice. off the thing and it ricocheted very difficult Excellent. very total luck you think this movie has a gimmick oh you know, you know the Shyamalan gimmick uh, he's always got the thing you know, the yes the movie. I, I do think there's a gimmick and I actually on Facebook oh don't tell us no I won't say anything right. I don't Ooh. know I don't but I, but someone had a theory from watching it or maybe it was Twitter even it, there, there, there was like I saw the commercial for this here's blah blah blah, blah and I was like well, now that you've said that, now <laughs> that I now that's all you can think of. One thing I do want to say is whenever I watch these movies, I find it very interesting that somebody who has that much trouble mentally, they're obviously someone who has problems, but they have no problem putting together elaborate 
places to hold young girls. Yeah, all their yeah. efforts seem to go to that. They're really good at doing that. It's like 22 people were working on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, boy, you should just put that kind of effort. Into getting better. You could put that to good, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Imagine you can work if, like, you know, hey, this is my Secretary of State. He's got split personalities. But believe me, he's going to have meetings with people all over the world. Yes. Yeah. And take care of business at the, the work as, of two dozen men. at a time. As well as build a chamber underneath the White House to yeah. keep young girls. Well, he has to do that because he has split personalities. Uh, right. Yeah, all right. That's not all of his personalities. <laughs> There's so many. Our final film involves another creepy bald guy. Yay. This time it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Karen, let's talk about it. No. Yeah. For our final film of the weekend, for some reason, a guy named Vin Diesel needs a cool name. And it turns out that name is Xander Cage. And he's back in the movie that needs no porn parody title. Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. Who? Make a note, that's not the return of Xander Cage, by the way. Just return of Xander Cage, which is dumb. Yes, finally! Another installment in the further adventures of Xander Cage. Who? Even though it sounds like it might star Harry Reams and Seika, I met her. This is a sequel to 2003 or something's Triple X, starring Vin Diesel, who's played by Mark Sinclair. Mark Sinclair is like the name of Vin Diesel's articulate alter ego. And Xander? Uh-oh. He's named Xander? Sure. That's more obnoxiously millennial than I'd go with for a Vin Diesel character. <laughs> Who's the villain? Logan Williams? <laughs> Great name for an action movie guy, though, Vin Diesel. Look for Vin Ethanol in the latest Woody Allen movie. Now, in this triple X outing, Xander Cage comes back from self-imposed hiding to team up with other X Games alumni, I guess, to search for Pandora's box, a weapon that threatens the world. Here's a clip from the original triple X movie. Bitches, come! What? Well, what'd you expect from a script that starts with the cleverness of a codename triple X? Of course it would go for the sexist joke. (laughs) For those of you who don't remember how the last Triple X ended, it ended with Ice Cube's agent killing him in a tragic contract negotiation in Triple X State of the Nation. Now, if I sound sad, it's because I didn't have to look up the subtitle to that stupid-ass movie because I'm a movie guy. So no return of Darius Stone, then? (laughs) And Samuel L. Jackson returns as Augustus Gibbons, a name donated by the Roald Dahl School of Character Naming. And you know a movie is desperately trying to court fans of The Office when you hear a line like this. It's refreshing. You actually know what you're doing down there. Yeah. That's what she said. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> if you want to know more about the plot, there's a clip on the IMDb.com page for this film called Vinsanity. We don't have a joke for that. For the rock aired, I have seen the trailer, and he's doing it wrong. He's skiing in the jungle. He's riding a motorcycle in water. Here's a clip. The world has changed. They always use that song in trailers. You know, it's interesting you should say that, Karen. The preview reminded us here at the movie, guys, of another action movie called Hitman Agent 47. Mm -hmm. Now, that 2015 release was also a sequel and also starred a bald, tough guy. Of course. But both films have trailers using this music. You know, the... the, the, Wait, that Jimi Hendrix song? Yeah, they... But it's like some revamped electronified. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like that thing that they used in um, Living on a Voodoo Prayer, where you're talking. Yes, Stevie Ray version. that's the worst version of that song ever. <laughs> this, yes. Well, let's go back a second to when we previewed Hitman 47 or Hitman Agent 47. Agent 47. It's not the 47th Hitman movie. No, no. Well, Hitman it could be. Agent like it. 47 on the show. <laughs> 
Hollywood, uh, and this uh, sounded very familiar to us. So we had our experts at the Movie Guys Labs analyze this, and we discovered it's a hybrid of the 1985 Lover Boy song, Love in Every Minute of It. Take a listen. And this sound from the Sanford and Son theme. <laughs> I think you put them together and you get this. Now, that's a pretty cool sound to have in your trailer, right? You automatically recognized it as a song you like. Yeah. But if it's the sound they love, Triple X could have just used the same song. They could have differentiated themselves from Hitman using the same song, or the same sound, I should say, but different songs. Well, let me play and you'll understand what I mean. Okay. There's that song! And that's Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. Paul, that looks triple stupid. Zing! And you're done. All right, that's it. That's it for Zings, honey. You spaced out the Zings. You have to, you have to. Keeps the people tuned in. We already talked about having seen this first one, right? Yeah, I never did. No, I didn't see that. No. Why would I see that? Pink Floyd also uses that mouth instrument with the uh, guitar there yeah. and the Animals album. It's like the <laughs> mouth, <laughs> mouth, yeah, mouth the guitar, guitar thing. thing. What do they call that thing? Mouth it's guitar a blow thing. mouth guitar thing. We all know what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Very popular in the it's 70s. It's a wow-wow pedal. Yeah, it's That's a mouth wow. wow-wow pedal. Wow-wow? Wow-wow pedal. They blow into a thing. It's like a breathalyzer for your guitar. So you didn't see... <laughs> I'm killing myself. That's, that's, that's kind of that was a, that was a creeper. It took you me a second you. to go on that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> see, a joke just told with with full enjoyment can take it a long way. Um, I I didn't see any of these triple no. X movies, so you don't you didn't see me there and don't know. Is this Correct. a, a care? Is this a spinoff movie from the the Furious? Fast no. and Furious no, he's movies. Dominic Toretto in those movies. No. I mean, yeah. these Not names are incredible. <laughs> the fact that his name is Vin Diesel and his character, yeah, like where do you go from Vin Diesel to Xander Cage? Riddick. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but he's really afraid to veer from these franchises, you know? Like he's right. not making a new thing, you know? He no. made that Witch Hunter movie and it's well, just I don't know if anyone's tanked. offering anything. Exactly. <laughs> no one went to the last Witch Hunter, whatever right. the last non-Fast and Furious Riddick or Xander Cage yeah. movie that he you did. You know what? He probably is sitting in his one of his mansions somewhere going... Do I do something new or just do this? Yeah. Well, I feel like this. just stop. I now, can't right? do it. If him. you're good with your money, just stop making the movies and give somebody else a chance to get in there and make some movies. <laughs> That's what I, I feel that way about celebrities doing commercials. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, trickle. Let, yeah. let commercial actors do commercials. Hey, right? I, no, in, unless you want to let commercial actors do movies from time to time with the frequency that big stars <laughs> no, do No, they don't want to do that. No. It's like that whole theory of um, the 1% would trickle down to the yeah. other people. Yeah. No. That nope. was that was my Never big joke happen. I made at the Reagan Museum was that there was a fountain that had no water in it, probably because of the drought, but I was like, oh, and here's the fountain illustrating how trickle-down works. <laughs> I was pretty happy with that <laughs> That's one. That's pretty good. That's did what my dad was like, Did you like, enjoy Stop. it and sell it? The joy. You got to oh, enjoy I it. I did. Yeah. My, I made, again, I embarrassed my wife, and I don't think my dad heard. Perfect. Uh, That's so perfect. it worked out, yeah. So you just told a select few people. Basically, the, the, the three <laughs> octogenarians who didn't hear me walking by. Got a shot uh, of that. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so once again, I yeah, think I'm this is a good time this. to play What's Ooh. Vin Diesel Saying? Oh, oh good. That's okay, always this is exciting. A, remember, 
Uh, here's some old <laughs> clips from the What's Vin Diesel saying. We have a brand new one to induct into the What's Vin Diesel saying oh hall of, huh? All right. Here I didn't warm up. I need to stretch. This is from an earlier movie. That's the deal. Take it or leave it. I think it, that's what? That's the, the deal. That's well, the deal. Take the, it or leave it. The take it or leave it, I can, I can, I can understand that, but I can't. I figure out the beginning from the second part. Right. Yeah. Wasn't so, hiding. What? Is, is that the same thing? No. Wasn't hiding. It, what? What's he hiding or wasn't, what wasn't hiding? Wasn't hiding. Wasn't hiding. I'm was, right here. I That's wasn't good. hiding is what he was saying. No, he said I? I wasn't hiding. He said I wasn't. I didn't get the I. Wasn't hiding. Oh, right. Wow, you're tricking us. It's the end of an I. It's It's the back half of the I. It's a whole other syllable. Don't ask him to add on. He's piling I personally have seen a lot of his acting in the Fast and Furious movies, not because I've seen the Fast and Furious Furious movies. I can't even say it. It's because I trained to be a tour guide at Universal Studios. And in order to do that, you have to go through the tour like six times a day for two weeks straight. And so you watch the the movie that they have of the ride. So I get to see his acting yeah. over and over and over and over in the same four or five lines, and he doesn't even try. All right. He came on <laughs> the scene. Doesn't even move. He came on the scene the way everyone wants to. He made a film himself that he starred in. He got a name from that that got him cast and things, and then he was off. Could have right. been Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, but... Same, yeah. yeah, same prototype. Very yeah. smart. Right? But, but since then, I, I don't... like. Now his acting does look so strained. He like doesn't he looks, do anything. In that Fast and Furious thing, he looks like he's just, like, you have to squeeze him to get a word out. And, like, he's all tight, and he just squeezes right. him, eventually says, And he doesn't move. Thanks for riding with us. Maybe <laughs> maybe like, he takes pills or something. Maybe he's on pills and it's just, like, all maybe, the time. Maybe he's, like, being propped up and he can't move. I don't know. It's yeah. really stiff. It's very stiff. Yeah. I think he was just in Billy Lynn's uh, long halftime walk. The he was? Lynn film. Did he yeah, I think he up? thought, oh, I'm in an Ang Lee film. Now oh. I'm going to get respectability, too. Then it tanked, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Now this is coming out in January. Uh, but Fast what? 8. Again, and like Fast you said. Fast 8 will be out in March, and then all will be right. well. I mean, check it out. You're going to have this as an option over the founder. They are not the same audience. No. I mean, Absolutely. they eat all what the same What if they food. swapped pictures? I want to see Michael Keaton in this. And I want to see him <laughs> and the founder. Hey, I hope Michael look Keaton. French fries. I, I hope he do does it. some like comedies again too. I want uh, you know like, like to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Some uh, you know it doesn't matter what it is. Something. I love Beetlejuice. Hopefully it's good. But well, oh, and, and Beetlejuice too. They keep talking about that. They're oh, making that. They should. He'd, he'd yeah. be perfect. It'd be great, and we could get some. He'd be Catherine great in that back. role. He'd be awesome. <laughs> Natural. Bold statement. Bold claim on the show. I feel like he'd be good. Wait, so before we go, we have to get no. the new yes. What's Vin Diesel saying clip oh, God, from yes. Triple X Return of Xander Cage. If you wanted me back, you could have just asked me. <laughs> if you whine on my back? <laughs> if you wanted me back, you could have just asked me. If there's me. wine in your back. <laughs> Again, if it didn't have the you could have just asked me part, I would be completely flummoxed. Yeah, because yeah. that helps That's you figure right. it out. Yeah. If you wanted me back, you could have. If you want a new back. If you want a new back, <laughs> you could have just asked me. Is he yeah, selling yeah. backs he's, in this exactly movie? Well, he's a spine salesman. <laughs> the most the most in, like incredible job yet. You know he'd be a good spine salesman? Predator. 
Oh, just put yeah. It out there. He collects them, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. <laughs> All right, enough new movies. All right, enough oh. of that. Oh. Get, we're going to get some guest time in here, going oh, with the uh, stand-up comic and improviser sitting in with us. Also, the co-host of The Sports Widow, available mm-hmm. on iTunes. Plus, he's appeared in The Mindy Project. Yes. Karen, one of Karen's favorite like shows, that. so we want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're not going to stop until everyone who's been on The Mindy Project has been on our show. Oh. We've got a pretty good number going. <laughs> That's good. It's Joe Canale. <laughs> All right. See how I throw my claps? That was good. Let's mm-hmm. lead with Mindy Project. Who are oh, you on that show? Uh, I I think my name was Paul. Awesome. And I was a doctor. Uh, who, uh, he, he would give people spines? No, that would be great. He uh, could come back. He was a doctor. He was this, The scene was in like a, some kind of support group <laughs> for people who had been like reprimanded for stuff at the hospital or something like that. And, uh, and I was stealing blood from the hospital for reasons that are never necessarily uh, given it for my own use, basically, but which you, I never determine what that is. But you being in a, <laughs> such a solid uh, method actor, you knew. Did you make a yeah, choice? You made choices. Of right. what you did of with that blood? Oh, yeah. Yes. It was, and it was lewd. <laughs> we talked about a bunch of the choices. Uh-huh. I, I think in different scenes, there was different motivations for what I was doing with the blood. I wasn't drinking it because that grossed me out, but there mm-hmm. were other th- probably more disgusting things. So that you're I not like Madame Bathory trying to bathe in it and stay young? No, mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's. I feel like that would backfire. I feel like there's too many infections and <laughs> oh stuff if you're drinking blood. Oh, you know, blood should be injected into point. the veins. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't drink it. That's that's advice for any kids a, out there. From a doctor. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was it was fun. And and uh, is it an Ike written episode? The I great wonder. Ike Barinholtz, who we had on yes. the show. You had him on. Great. Yeah, oh, he was yeah. great. Oh, sure. We he had Beth great. Grant on here. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not stopping. Until we get them all. Absolutely. <laughs> we had somebody else on in here who was on the mini project who had a guest star. I can't remember uh, who Ross it was. Marquand was on here. Yeah. Bill oh. Cott. Was Bill on the show? Uh, if not, he should he be. Should be. He should be. He should be. There's a call I mean, for it. He's a good character actor. Yeah. He should be in everything. I love Bill Cott. Absolutely. Uh... I saw yeah. him play Lincoln once in an improv dive in Chicago. Did you? It was amazing. He's a he's a fabulous magician as well. Did he do oh. any magic on the show? No. no. Oh, incredible magician. Like you're telling me he was on the Wizards of Waverly Place and he's actually an accomplished wizard. <laughs> uh, he he can do some sleight of hand stuff. Very impressive. If you have him back, ask him to do some give him a deck of cards. Uh but yeah, I enjoyed doing said it. to give you these. Yeah. All right. Now, this I, was the Fox days of the project. Yeah. It was. I actually was that? No. Now uh, it's Hulu. Hulu was like the last Hulu is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I now still, they're I still on get the a small little check line. now and again from that. That's Good. Cool. Uh, I actually got, I'll tell you, I got a check from something that I mistakenly got cast in the other day. I got a $300 check. Good for you. For a show called, it's on TNT, Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah. It's like a remake. Based on the movie. Right. Yeah, great movie. Okay. So I was cast to do a voiceover in that movie, in, sh- in the pilot episode. And instead of just recording the voiceover, they had me come to set and take a phone because I play a voice. I play a wrong number bit call, basically. I did that once. You you went to the uh, set? On and- Passions. Okay. I played the pilot of a, of a plane interrupting these two people who are you know, making out or whatever in the back. And they had me come to the set and just and like, just bro- call, yeah, bro- right. it's never on camera. So, no, yeah. I'm on Pretty a phone. Odd, but I didn't complain. I wasn't bigger, mic'd bigger either. Bigger payday, I think. R- right. And and I wasn't mic'd and, yeah. and I... And when I got to the set, I walked up, you know, I, where am I? The director's there. He's like, hey, yeah, you're Joe doing the thing. He's like, yeah, I think I've used you before on this. And I was like, no, <laughs> you haven't. 
And so, so I think he realized at the same time. But again, it was one. It was two lines oh, in the thing. Awesome. So I watched the the pilot. So wait a minute. Wait, wait I get it. They, he, they the hired dr- the wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. And you he thought up. it was somebody else. Up. He thought. No, no, no. He like I guess through you know I auditioned for it. Okay. But he he must have thought I was someone who I wasn't, and just off the name took it right. So I listen. So I watched the pilot episode, recorded and everything, and listen. Totally different guy's uh, voice. But I'm still getting paid for it. Good for you. Yeah. That's good. Good yeah. for you. Congratulations. Uh, on that note, bringing it back to the founder, Paul Preston got a McDonald's commercial. It was national. Ooh, those are great. Yeah, right? And so he went and he played a fireman. I'll let you tell your story. Mechanic. Mechanic. Yeah, we were, That's it. We were, they needed tall guys who were big strapping dudes to talk Some about. Some new burger. Uh, yeah, to cry and be Is this sad. recent? No, yeah. this is back in Chicago. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I got cut out. Uh, Why am I telling this story? Because then <laughs> did you get paid? Then he got paid, wow. and then he got a residual check, and it, we watched it, and he wasn't in the commercial, so Paul felt honest, and he contacted them, and he said to his agent, "I'm cut out of the commercial. I probably shouldn't be getting residuals." And she said, "Look again. Are you sure that's not your hand?" <laughs> and she was trying to encourage him to just say, "Yeah, you yeah, yeah." You can't be sure. And Paul well, said, "No, that wasn't me. Me. It was me alone in a garage." <laughs> But <laughs> so Paul was honest. Otherwise, he could have kept getting checks. Oh dear Lord! I know. That's, I, a, that's a real. I regret it. Well, of now course, I now, it. Yeah. sure. Yeah. But you thought those checks would be coming in all the time for other stuff you got cut out right. of, or so didn't you're being get cut honest. out of. Ah. Yeah, getting son of a gun. I, I it's okay to get cut out as long as you're paid. Well, yeah, but not getting paid is the worst. I got cut out of something, and it was no, it never ran oh. because they. Sh- it was a commercial, and all I was was the hand holding a phone. Oh, that's But the director, nice. he's like, the guy who's got the product always gets paid whether you see his face or not. So like that, he was guaranteeing me, even though the shot, because I'm like, there's no cameras on my face, and I know how it works. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh. He's like, no, 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 you're holding the product, right? So I'm holding an iPhone. Like two weeks later, they come out with the next iPhone. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, why, who thought of this? Why would you shoot this with an iPhone? And then two weeks later. And now there's a new iPhone? Yes. Right. Yeah. Did, so, they go for the, did they go back to the gold and get they, you? No, they didn't. No, they the didn't. Gold. They didn't. The commercial never ran. Awful. Uh, well, let's talk about the Sports Widow podcast. No, wait, what were we talking about? Oh. And all of a sudden we're talking about like so sad that we get cut, cut out, out of stuff. stuff. Yeah, it, it started went, out yeah, with Grady's casting, yeah. mini project. It's it like, ended with everything. Sucks. It's like everything else out here, though. Like, you know, even when you're on a show, eventually it gets canceled. Oh, it's got to get you know? canceled unless right. it's Cheers. That's the pessimist yes. attitude. But, but I mean, it can run for nine years. Unless it's SNL, it's going to get canceled. Sure, exactly. Or The Simpsons. Yeah. But they, they're not casting new people in that. No. Great. Oh, would be by nice. the way. Maybe you could go and appear on that yeah, as a cartoon. Here. Would it be great if one day Homer just a different guy was doing? Them? Probably not. So <laughs> I great. don't think I would be a fan. I'd yeah. be bothered. It would yeah. be it would be jarring at this point after thirty years. Yeah. But the sports widow, I'd be glad to talk about because it's very, it's happening right now. For a while we weren't doing it, and then we're back at doing your it podcast. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I saw it on iTunes. Yes. But then uh, lo and behold, that you're popping up on Facebook Live as well. Should we? We should probably be taking advantage yeah, of Facebook, Facebook Live. Live. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because then people could see us mess up and reread the jokes four times. Yeah, what a treat for them. And they love that. <laughs> it's a, it's a peek inside. It's a peek inside how the world works. They wanted yeah. to see that. Yeah, we tried. Well, there's some dispute over how much of this Molly knew was happening. Uh, Your between, wife? Yes, between mm. she and I. She is the sports widow. And this show was my idea for her to do a sports a sports show, but I talk about the sports, and then she is like, why? 
You know, it's probably a better way to pitch that show, but that's essentially, she's more clever than than that response. But I she remember, has to do, I watched an episode and she wasn't even there. It was a melon. Well, that was the thing. So mm-hmm. she got a gig and was gone for the first week that we were going to do it, but I decided to forge ahead sure. and do a week's worth of shows. Right out of the gate, she's not without there. Without her. <laughs> uh, she, I tried to replace her with uh, uh, a squash the first day, mm-hmm. and then I used a mannequin head the second day. Mm-hmm. I should have used that the first day because I took the wig off the mannequin head and put it on the squash the first day, when in actuality, just keeping it on the mannequin head would have been much more realistic. Right. Did that the second day. Did a drawing of her the third day. Did a headshot of her the fourth day. Did anyone day. question whether or not she was going to participate? Uh, uh, well, or whether she was okay. Yeah. She that, that, that was that question came up a couple times. <laughs> what have I done with her? And then I replaced her with the fish uh, oh. the, 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 the fifth day. And then she returned. Thank goodness. And it's still up in the air how much we're going to. Yeah, we're trying these Facebook Live things and, and seeing how that works out. Um, and it's shorter. We used to do it for like 40 minutes once a week. And this these few, few weeks we've been trying 15 minutes a day each day. I don't know what we're going to end up doing with it. But it, it is fun because I watch sports incessantly and it's good to in some way be able to use it creatively. Well, and she has to deal with it all the time. Here's a clip. You're going over some baseball players. Do you remember the context? Why these uh, this, players? Today, this is, is the Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame. Yeah. Today, the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame inductees. Yes. For last. Also in the same state. Oh, really? Was he an Astro? Yes. Hmm. Bagwell. Yes. First name? Jeff. Yes. Always a good guess. All right. Very good. Uh, And uh, Yvonne Pudge Rodriguez. Pudge Rodriguez. Who I actually uh, saw play. Oh, I thought you were going to say shared a nickname with. (laughs) Uh, In high school. (laughs) What is. Yeah, Yeah, the time where girls love being called Pudge. Jesus. I have two daughters. I'm so insensitive. (laughs) I was saying it as a. Sometimes I just say things for an effect. And I said this earlier about Molly. I know she's very clever, and she's not usually mean, but she's very funny when she's mean. So you have to kind of go further to get her to be mean. So sometimes I will. But there's payoff. It sounds like. Well, I th- I, th- I find her very clever and funny when she's mean. She's clever and funny other times. That's what she said today. She's like, I'm not clever other times. I'm like, no, you are. But the only way to get you to be mean is to like, kind of antagonize you. So this brings up th- this is perfect because I was just having the thought that the thing I would like to watch about this with you and your wife participating in this, is they always say, don't go to bed angry. So there's going to be a day when she's not having it or he's not having it, and right. they're really sick of each other. How's that going to work then? that show, and they're just, one of them's not going to be talking to the other one. That's the show I want to see. I have a feeling what will happen that day is she just won't do the show. I have a feeling so, <laughs> be too. Another mel- be a watermelon. We haven't had a watermelon yet. Uh, I'm running sudden, out of squashes. All of a sudden, your daughter's just sitting there. Right. Which is the daughter or son the little one? They're both daughters. Daughters, you uh, have an ones, older one and a younger one. The little one, sitting yeah. there like, Mm-mm. that'll happen uh, at yeah. some point, I'm sure. Because you'll be babysitting and you won't be able to do the show, and you'll be like, oh, just sit here and don't touch anything. Yeah. You know, your your uh, wife got sexier though, because Karen, you don't know who Jeff Bagwell is, do you? No. Yeah, that's cool. She does. She knows, and yeah. that's the thing about her. She, <laughs> There's some she, runoff. There's runoff for me, right? It just she and she knows. She went to these Rangers games with her dad. I guess for they had season tickets for years, so you absorb a little bit of that. She likes baseball. I have forced her into many sporting events sure. to watch. But, we, you know, she likes going to the games. She doesn't like watching it on TV as much. And I get really, depending on the team, really into it. Her mother thought I had a gambling problem because <laughs> I watch so much sports 
<laughs> and I always, in order to make it interesting, not I don't bet money, but I choose a side. Oh, and it's yeah. usually a team I don't like more often than a team I like. So I'm usually rooting against someone. But <laughs> at one point she's like, there's there's never been a game on that you're not like invested in in some way. And, and I was like, I don't, I'm not gambling on these. That would be ridiculous. But I do get excited like I'm well, let's gambling. Let's run through some favorites. Favorite baseball team. Yankees. What? Be- from New York. Out. From New York. Get out. From from New York. My dad was a Yankees fan. I'm so. from New York. Upstate New York. All right. So who's your team? Angels. Is that? Did you adopt them or did you like Here's them before? I, I was a Reggie was my favorite. Okay. I see how, where okay. this is going. And then the, sort of the elitism of the Yankees I became unfavorable. And when Reggie went to the Angels. That I was followed, a bad parting. Uh, and I kept with them. I stuck with the Angels. They, they, they took win. The Bobby Gritch, Brian Downing sure. years. Those right Angels up. teams were good, and they were yeah. that, that was like a softball team. The Fragosi years. Yeah. There were a few teams back then, and maybe they were all juicing or whatever, but like the Brewers of the <laughs> 80s with Yount, where they all had the Gorman Thomas, they all had yeah. these big, huge mustaches. They looked like the Brewer <laughs> mascot. They looked like the, the Phillies, the 93 uh, yes. Phillies. Right, yeah. another team like that, and those Angels were like that. All those guys you mentioned, Brian Downing, and so there were these yeah. big Doug like football player-looking dudes. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, and Reggie, I've been to a couple of Angels games. That park's kind of cool. That was a great stadium. That's the fourth oldest stadium in baseball right so now. Really? The third is Dodger Stadium. I believe it. I believe if you that. look at that, yeah, and so Rig- that's Wrigley and Fenway are probably the other. It's right? uh, it's I think mm-hmm. it's Fenway, Wrigley, or they were like a couple years apart, and then it's Dodger Stadium, which is sixty three, I think, and sixty six is Angel Stadium. Oh my gosh, Angels looks like it was just made. It's beautiful. Yeah, they well they've redone it a couple that's times. Great. They've they've refurbished it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does it does look good. It's a nice yeah, park. It's sharp. I would have thought it was newer. Yeah. If it wasn't so far away, I'd go more often. Favorite fo- football team? The Giants. Uh, and then in college football, I'm a bigger college football fan maybe oh, yeah. than pro. Nebraska is my team. I see that on, the, on your That's chart. right, because oh, yeah. I, I lived in Nebraska for a while. I actually do a Nebraska Cornhusker podcast, but there's no reason to ever, like, ever pit, like use that as a... No one's ever going to go from this podcast to the Nebraska Cornhusker <laughs> podcast. It might go the other way around, so I'll mention <laughs> yeah, it that okay. way. Because Husker fans like movies, but like if you just like movies, there's no reason you would start liking Nebraska. <laughs> Unless there was a movie about Nebraska. <laughs> yes, like, right. There is Matter- like Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> That's the only movie, I think, right? Like yeah. when it's about Nebraska, you actually you can't allude to it. Like the Bruce Springsteen album is Nebraska. <laughs> like you don't allude to like the cornfield. You just call it Nebraska yeah. so people know. Because it might be Iowa. Right. You uh, unless to, you yeah. say so. You have to be so. specific. Mm-hmm. You could get who's well, uh, uh Alexander Payne, right? Is, uh, yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a Nebraska. Nebraska zone. From uh, Omaha. He also, could, he Warren, could call every one of his Warren movies Buffett. Nebraska. Warren yes. Buffett also uh, a Nebraskan. Favorite basketball team? <sighs> that is a tougher one. And that's I'm a little more, even college and pro, I'm a fan of both, both leagues. But I was a Knicks fan. I still kind of am, but there's such a trash heap that you need to look elsewhere if you want to get your basketball fix. And right now, I think there's two teams, Golden State and Cleveland, that are kind of predestined to the finals. So, like, it's not a bad time to kind of not root for anyone specifically and just... Because I'm not going to root for Cleveland or Golden State, but I'll enjoy watching them. Like, basketball is a a sport that I don't need to like the team I think the game itself is interesting to watch, the athleticism. So there are parts beyond the teams and rooting that I like about that game more than others. I got a favorite player. I like Blake Griffin. Sure. So the Clippers, I I like watching. And he is a, he's, I think he's a, underrated player he gets hurt a lot which is bad yeah. I mean, but he, he didn't can, even start he had a slow start because and for so and for being such a big dude he is a good passer and he's a nice guy from what i hear too 
you guys know Jack McBrayer? Does he have yeah, a yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. We yeah Joe, we should. Okay. Be, well, I, I'm he did friends with him on Facebook yeah, and that kind he, of thing. Yeah. He did commercials. Uh, he did a bunch of those Hyundai commercials. And he he loved Blake Griffin. He's done improv shows with him, I guess. He uh, uh, He's done shows at UCB. He's a fun guy from what, everything I oh, hear. that's cool. Yeah. So he, did punch, dude, he did punch that one dude in the face. <laughs> but again, how, you know, like... I Who bet he, hasn't? I bet he didn't think he was punching him that hard. But if Blake Griffin's punching you at like 30%, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. like me at like 250%. <laughs> so so a punch from him, he, he probably held back or else he would have... You killed know. him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Literally killed yeah. him. Favorite hockey team. Uh I'm gonna kinda say Blackhawks. Um just because when I was in Chicago, I had such a strong allegiance to the other sports. Like I couldn't be a Bulls fan because at the time I was a Knicks fan. Oh, but, but I know we were both in Wait Chicago a minute, that's when the Bulls during were their last fire. Fire. And, and again, and here's the thing. I watched those games because though I didn't like Michael Jordan. I could not not watch Michael Jordan. Exactly. Oh, you know, he again, he, he was transcendent, much better. I mean, in my mind, I was out here for Kobe too. I got a Jordan was more dominant when I was in Chicago than Kobe was in when I was in LA because I came here later in, in in their career. But Jordan to me was just incredible, and that's what I mean. Like you, I could watch a Jordan game, not really care win or lose what happens, and just be mesmerized by the talent. And I'm gonna say something controversial to people who aren't here, but. Cleveland folk, he it will always be better than LeBron because LeBron, you know, he didn't have to. Jordan didn't have to join Detroit to win. He beat no, them. yes, yes. I mean, I agree that he's better than LeBron, but not by as much as you might think. I think he's pretty great. I think he's like top five all time player. LeBron, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, you're, you're, you know, Bill Simmons. But book, I mean, if you don't like basketball, and, and you're, I know you're not. I like uh, actually the Bulls. I absolutely. <laughs> sure. was, hey, Karen's here. I How was you there during the time when um, we did have Michael Jordan and everything. And I, I was just thinking, I liked his little buddy. Always picked on him. Who's that guy? The ball guy. I liked him. I can't think of his name. He was he was friends with Michael Jordan, and he was the one who could. Oh, ju- Barkley. Barkley. Oh, oh yeah, he's still Charles great. Barkley. That's little a, the TNT basketball <laughs> games, and then you guys were talking. Yeah, he's yeah, little. He's six four, three hundred well, pounds. It seemed like his little friend. I yeah, don't know. he was shorter than Jordan. Never, never weighed less. I'm sure. No. Wait, let me bring it around. Yeah. Favorite uh, sports movie. Okay, that's good. Now, does Caddyshack? Count as sure, a that's a great sports movie. I mean, that's Hoosiers is very good as well. I could list a few. I'm not as big on Slapshot. There are there are parts of that movie I like a great deal, uh, but it's the, wonderfully dated. The hair and clothes, yeah, in the movie, so yes. Great. Uh, Ricky Bobby, <laughs> the Talladega Nights, actually, I think that's not a bad sports movie. For, and and um, yeah, those are. You know, there's no real football you movies. You never, you, you don't yeah, get you're into not like doing the Field of Dreams. Rudy or The Natural. Uh, well, or... The Natural is very good. Uh, Hoosiers isn't a comedy. Oh, you're right, Hoosiers. Uh, but but Rudy, no, because I hate Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> and until the the Hobbit movies or until the Lord of the Rings movies, I didn't like Sean Astin just because he played Rudy. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah, the Field of Dreams is good. So I, all of them is your answer. No, not yeah. all of them. Like, like I like Field of Dreams better than Bull Durham. Bull, Bull okay. Durham to me sometimes gets a little too, like, cute with itself. Like, uh, yeah, the guy can't be that cool. Can <laughs> yeah. 
Then again, come on, League of Their Own. You guys love League of Their Own. Let's say, you know, I watched that. That's a good one. Wait, so then you brought up uh, The Hobbit. This is something I had written down, because last time you were on our show, yeah. I think The Desolation of Smog was just coming yes, out. Yeah, and so I was a huge fan of those. you were all excited to go. And so now they're all done. Your thoughts on The Hobbit uh, trilogy? Boo. Yeah, boo. Oh. And especially, I mean, it's a good thing they did The Lord of the Rings first, because those were great. Those were great. If they had done The Hobbit movies first, and then they, they wouldn't have been able to make The Lord of the Rings movies. Because <laughs> it's just you, it's such greed. You could have done one. Actually, I think two movies would have gotten it done with The Hobbit. Because it was The Hobbit originally more, announced as two. Right. Yeah. And that two two-hour movies. And that's greedy enough because it's one book. Now, there's as much interesting stuff happens in that one short book as in about one and a half of those other books, which are much longer. Because I found like those books are a lot of like, and this person was, you know, it's almost like history of this. <laughs> this guy was this guy's dad. And I don't care what the elven king's lineage was necessarily. Sounds like reading the Bible. A little bit. Mm. Yeah, the begats. Yes, mm-hmm. right. A lot, of be, a lot of begatting. <clears throat> uh, and just as true. Uh, but I, I was disappointed in the Hobbit movies. And, I, you know, I like I liked the performances and stuff. And it just could have been half the length. Mm-hmm. Half the yeah, the length. Battle of Five Armies. I mean, that's all it was. The whole movie was it's a big battle. Yes. I mean, I guess, you know, and that, that in the cool. book, In the book, that's almost like an afterthought <laughs> in a <laughs> yeah. way. Like all this stuff, and then, then suddenly all, the, and then there's this big battle, and they talk about it and what happened, but it, I, it, it doesn't take up much of the book, really. So to turn it into this whole thing and this, you know, this the siege and then the, the, the things that dug under there was yeah you think del toro would have done a better job guillermo del toro was originally on board i don't know i mean who did did who did them jackson peter jackson peter did them did he then because yes del toro dropped out for one reason or then another. then i think i think he, probably because peter jackson wanted more you know it's hard to let go of something like that it's like with george lucas sure. you know it's like you just yeah. like i got this i got this no you don't no. let somebody out you did you 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 sque- you squeezed out everything you could squeeze out of this. Thank you for it. Now let somebody else pick it up. And it's hard to do. I believe Peter, Peter Jackson was helped by Weta Digital in order to do those movies. Mm. You're right, Karen. A lot of digital you, help you, in you that. You contributed there. I know. I saw what you I did. learned that at Universal, and I was learning to be a tour guide. <laughs> it, it's, it's paying off. Thank you. Thank you. It's paying off. Well, speak- I, I didn't learn to be a sports tour guide, so I have nothing no, to right. add to yes. that. Speaking of George Lucas. Yes. What did you see this week? What did you see this week? So I know that both of you uh, finally caught up with most of the country and saw Rogue One, Mm -hmm. a Star Wars story. I I still don't like the the, the subtitle on that. No. Star Wars story just makes this weakens it, especially for a movie that has some guts compared to previous Star Wars movies. You're right. A Star Wars, uh, unnecessary. Uh, but uh, again, like I'm in on that franchise. I'm in on the Marvel franchise. I'm in on the DC. I like those kind of movies because they're so escapist, and that's kind—that's of, my favorite kind of movie. Is kind of like this is all fake. There may be a, there may be a lesson in there or something, but really, you don't. You know, like you can you can you can sit back and relax. Uh, I don't like too much reality in my movies, which is no. too bad. But uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it, and it, it, it wasn't surprising, you know, you know what the story is. It's kind of like watching a, you know, a historical movie. <laughs> you know how, you know where it's yeah, going. True. Uh, and I thought it was pretty well executed. 
You know, it would fit the mold, you know. I, I don't know what they can do at this point. Again, it's so iconic. The best you can hope for is to approximate what they did originally in in tone or whatever. And Karen, as, as you were not a huge Star Wars fan. Not the, I'm just a fan of the first three. Yeah, the originals. Uh, the originals. And uh, I had to go see this movie because I wanted to see some. I wanted to see Lion, and it was sold out. So I had to go to this one because it was the one showing at the same time. And um, it was better than Lion, right? It was better than Lion. Okay. So that worked out. <laughs> but to you my didn't advantage. know that at the time. But I didn't know that at the time. See? I was a little bummed. Uh, I whatever it happened. It was a movie. Yeah. A lot of it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't amazing. A lot of people are putting it ahead of Return of the Jedi. I, I'm oh, not down no. with that. They say yeah, I like no. the Star Empire than Star Wars than this. And but I think uh, I like Jedi better than this. I think I, I, I think those too. are the days of the simpler storytelling. These movies are horribly overwritten. Yeah. Since uh, after the third one, since Lucas, and then this and well, Force then Awakens. They're, t- they're they're trying to tie too many things in now. Again, like so you you've got this great trilogy. I don't think he had all the f- the 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 stuff figured out around that first trilogy. So now you've got this one canon of trilogy, and now you've got to build this whole world around it, and then, you know, the midichlorians and stuff. And once he went in that, it's like, oh, God. I cannot. You're never going to untangle this web. I Can't cannot you just have with, the force? Right. Here's the deal. Right. Nobody wants to see no a bunch of- No one was asking. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a bunch of people talking around and doing the Senate. If they did, we'd go watch C-SPAN. Yeah. Right. And nobody's watching yeah. that. Sea space. Right. Sea space. I don't want to see it. any of that. <laughs> the minute they started doing stuff, talking around a table, I was like, do, 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 Like there's that space octopus that uh, sucks yeah. your brain. And oh, that made me so Forrest mad. Forrest Whitaker says, you know, it's going to yes. tell me if you're telling the truth, but you may go crazy. Right. Why and then say that? Never that, happened. that right. It happened for one half of a scene when Pointless. they were in the yeah. jail cell. And then later he's completely fine. That's true. Don't even bring that up. Do they not read the script when they? And made the when movie? Jin shows up, uh, you know, Saw goes, "You're here to kill me." But oh, right, you right. No, if the, you knew the dude was telling the yes, truth. right. Yeah. If all of space it came. O- so space octopus, pointless. Yeah. Just say not. It doesn't kill the movie. <laughs> no, but it's just a big hole in the middle. Yeah. They're going, "Why are we even bothering him?" That this? whole little. That, it, was it a cool his special character- effect that Forrest you to show Whitaker's off? character also was kind of like. So functionary. You're right. All of that was kind of to get to the next thing. Yeah. Find an easier way to, get to do in it. Get in the way of getting to the next thing. And, 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 and by, by the time they execute. Right. But he was kind of a waste in that character. You would have thought it would have had a little more to do, that guy. Okay. This, it just reminded me, I was going to tell Paul this and I forgot. So Darth Vader shows up a couple times. First mm. time he shows up, Paul said, oh, he was wasted in that. And, and when I didn't know that I hadn't seen the movie when Paul saw it and I thought he meant Darth Vader was like wasted <laughs> like he showed up drunk and I thought that's kind of cool that would be That'd great be cool. however that is not the case and I gotta tell you I forgot to tell you this Paul but when Darth Vader shows up I felt a little uncomfortable because I felt like I was watching him, like came in when he was showering oh yeah like the way he's like comes in out of the steam <laughs> yeah <laughs> forgive me I... I felt like I shouldn't be there you yeah. didn't see anything, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it made me uncomfortable. And he cracked. Well, yeah, he came in mainly. He was like, "Here's exposition." Yeah. So <laughs> I would just so you know. And then, and then to because dr- they got the plans. And yeah. It's like, oh, come and, on, dude. And then he does a joke. Later, he comes in, makes up for it. Thank God. But well, he does uh, a joke. Yeah. Yeah. When he comes back, but that's also just to like straight up link it to. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, the the other movies. To remind us all why right, we're there to right, see right. that movie. To set up the CGI uh, and then Carrie Fisher. That cr- was insane. Okay, so here's my thing. I just watched the Carrie and Debbie movie, On which it, I oh, loved. Yeah. Did you like it? Awesome. It was really, really good. But the thing is, she makes jokes, Carrie Fisher makes jokes about the fact that she weighed 95 pounds. They wanted her to lose more weight because her face looked really round, but she has a very round face. And then they put her in a hairdo that makes her face even more round. <laughs> and she's like, are you kidding me with that? And so then... They she did... weighed 95 pounds in that movie? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. She, but she, she must be uh, short. Yeah. She's teeny True. teeny. But then the thing is, in the CGI version, they could have made her look... Any way they wanted. And she looked the biggest I've ever seen her face. Well, clearly they couldn't make her look any way they they, wanted. Why did they make her look so huge? I didn't even talk about the CGI character. Uh, No, yeah. Tarkin was annoyed. It annoyed me. But uh, but in terms of like versus the, 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 the three crappy Lucas ones, this was better than those. Yes. Yeah. And that's no, and that's no bar. No, after it's yeah. after Jedi. It's right. the first. It's the yeah. best one since Jedi. If you ask me. Yeah. You didn't like the, uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah. No. Uh, I, it kind of ended, and I went. I just have no feeling. You know, mm-hmm. this one at least I had feeling for the sacrifice and everything. Kind of got caught up in it. There's no suspense in the Force Awakens. No, there's not. And all, you're right. Yeah. They could have done that a little differently, but they had. I think because, and this is the thing. This is the thing with movies now. Was when Star Wars came out. We didn't know it was the first of a trilogy. Yeah. It, 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 it begins, it ends, there's your story. Yeah. Right. And, and here, you know, you know, at this point, it's like, we've had two other trilogies. Disney just and, bought it, we're good for it. And they've announced- They won't stop making them until right. you're dead. Well, they exactly. can't because they're making all these Disney adventure lands, right. yeah. so they need and you to ta- keep and going. And they've reinvented the canon. Now, I am not super Star Wars nerd to the level of knowing all the the- now I have read a couple of their recent books that they've written with the new history of stuff. Uh, I don't think I'll read any more of those, but I just wanted to see because I was curious because they had been all these fan fiction books and everything written that had kind of become the world of Star Wars, and maybe they contracted some of it or whatever. But then it all got wiped out when Disney bought it, I guess, and they're recreating all the history of these characters for as you suggested, yeah, movies ad nauseum, but they are crea- recreating the world. So everything that these other people wrote isn't necessarily true. And Star Trek already did the recreate the universe so we can just redo the yeah. whole world. Uh, reset the timeline. Yes, yeah. reset the timeline. They, they, uh, well, yeah, the, it's all about what they can tie into the movie. So I think once they tie it into a movie, then it's officially canon right. because there was tons of uh, books and stuff. You know, Han Solo at yes. Star's End where yes. he had a giant rabbit head adventures. Right. I don't know if you remember right. that. Right. I think but, we uh, have I those. Don't, that, I don't. That but, rabbit yeah. never got tied back in. So it's kind of not true I, canon. I did see the Christmas special Star Wars, <laughs> uh, but that's it. Yeah, no, not canon. Not no. Canon. <laughs> Lumpy, not itchy, canon. not canon. <laughs> Uh, so we got just a couple more seconds. Let's do a lightning round. What else did sure. you see this week? Because you uh, saw La La Land, yeah? I did see La La Land. And uh, again, this is not a friend of mine made the point that, you know, La La Land's going to do good in the award things because one thing Hollywood likes doing is patting itself on the back. And that's what I thought about this movie. And I know they had to put those two in the movie, the the Ryan Gosling and uh, Emma, Stone. Emma Stone. And they were they were good in the, but they can't sing. And when you're putting when you're putting people who can't sing with musical theater people in a big group thing, or you're, every song you're putting them in, they're singing at their lowest volume so that they can get the most range. To me, that's a disappointment. Don't make them sing then. Disagree. 
Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, I would swap out their singing for anybody else's acting, first of all. Uh, That's a good point. I've done a lot of musical theater, and that yeah. acting can be tragic. I thought they danced danced great. They, they danced get a fine. lot of flack Yeah, that dancing. was good. And Damien Chazelle, the director, did them a great service by under-editing their scenes. A guy like Boz Lerman will cut it from you 90 different camera directions. You can't see anything. You have these wonderful yeah, dancers. You can't even around. see it. Sure. Right. So I thought all their work was well represented up there on screen. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, did they... Like belt out, wasn't did they bad. belt out stuff? Right. No, they didn't. Uh, did they have to? I'm not sure. I don't. I say don't give them credit for that though. That if you're going to do a musical, yeah. don't do a musical then, because I, I think that could have been. And it's a different movie. I understand, and this is all the throwback and all that. But I'm, eh, I'm too cynical for I, that. I, you know, I can kind of see where you're coming from because when I think about the movie, I think about the love story. I think right. that's the best part of the movie. I think it's <clears throat> crushingly beautiful. Yeah. And then the music secondary. Yeah, I, I, I liked even it. Put it to, behind yeah, I secondary. liked it. You didn't, you know, whatever. Yeah, the song. Yeah, and and again, I saw it kind of after reading a lot. That was overhyped for me. Oh, movie too was. bad. Uh, and and yeah, and so I didn't like. That. I didn't like the fact that the song he's so into isn't jazz. <laughs> that drove me crazy. Huh. Yes, it's kind of like point. a little classical. Yeah, it's a like lovely song. Yes, absolutely. But I would think that you'd have it be something jazzy, since that's his whole thrust of his character. Uh, yeah. City of Stars. Yeah. City of Stars. It's, it's could. It's a little. It's. It is a little simplistic, simplistic lullabyish. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, more of like a. It's not even blues. It's it's definitely not. No, like it's cutting kinda, jazz like he was it's into. It's classical kind of sounding. I think like. Sometimes a jazz piano player will kind of intro a song with some kind of long thing like that. It's more like easy listening. But 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 it'll be a little more impressive than what his was. You're right. His yeah. was kind of a little and maybe he's playing it himself and they found something like that that he could play. But yes, that's you a, know, that is a good I just point. found that interesting. Right. Yeah, I just uh I I, I like between Meryl Streep getting all the backlash and this movie getting all the backlash, it's like, "What are you like don't get down on artists' society because we're some of the best leaders you'll find out there if you just give in to the voice of the artist. But the thing that's interesting is a lot of people who um, are getting angry aren't creators. Yeah, enjoy the you know no. let these politicians, self-serving politicians, you know, talk down artists. Yeah. Right. In the end, I think artists will be remembered more because mm-hmm. it makes people think. And business can make you money. Well, the first thing a totalitarian... Oh, go ahead, yeah. But I was just going to say, it It doesn't always mean that you can make money off of, of art, but you can no. always make money off of telling people what to do. Do you know what I mean? I, I and I think, yeah. art, I think creators, artists, and dreamers are perfectly good subject for a movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That, yeah. yeah. Of course. I, I think... Yes, they are. I think it being so Hollywoody is directly, you know, there's other ways to do art than to be a jazz musician in L.A. or an actress in L.A. True. Um, it is. And so that's where and it kind of folds in on itself. Stories. Yeah. It does yeah. capture that world perfectly. There was a scene early on in the movie where Emma Stone's character, for anybody who ever wants to be an actor, this movie does show you what it's like to audition. It does. It very very clearly shows you how crappy that is because she goes to an audition and um, she's great. She's doing that scene on the phone and she's super prepared. She's solid, fantastic. Nobody cares. No, and, nobody and, and, cares. And, yeah, anyone who's auditioned it doesn't matter been in that a you're scenario great. like that. Yeah, it's, she's so good in that scene. They're both good. They're both engaging, just, and and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's like you're you you put it well. I think where the music was secondary, 
and I, I would put it even maybe beyond that, <laughs> uh, where it, it didn't need that kind of stuff. And to, and now to be fair, it's also just not my kind of movie. So it, it your, your I, favorite movie is The Jerk, which right, is a musical right, as well. Right, yes. I'm going for something different mm-hmm. in what and what. Now that's Escapist that movie, but in a way that, you know, I don't know that cynical L.A. actor is your ideal audience for that movie. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? It, like, did, it did irritate me. Tell me if this irritated you. That in the show, and this made, I didn't love it either, by the way. What uh, bothered me is um, Emma Stone's character, she realizes that the only way to make it in this business, and this is very true, is to find her own voice. So she writes herself a one-woman play, and she does the play. And I've got to tell you, we've all done that. Paul and I, uh, we did a play called Bunny Bunny. It was written by Alan Zweibel, and we did it for 12 performances, got great reviews, always very good audiences. And um, the difference is Paul and I did that, and nobody saw it that mattered. So nobody months later said, by the way, I think she had one performance of her her little one play. Perfor- and there were nine people And there were nine people, people in the audience. She, she, she somehow managed to get one of those nine people to be someone casting a movie where they needed an unknown to be the lead. And all she had to do was tell them a story. That made me want to just pull my hair out. Agreed. A little cynical, I know, on my part. Yeah, Agreed. However... There's so many people I know in this town that do their work, and it's brilliant, and no one goes, I'm going to let you come in and tell me a story. Right. Should we make that movie? Yes. Maybe. Maybe yes. that's a better movie to yes. make, I think. Uh, a better, but but uh, like the story, again, I'm not going to get into the whole story that I told you, before, but stranger things have happened for people getting oh, that's true. parts. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Like, you don't even have to write a play. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, well, listen, let's, anyway. we can't do any more of what you see this week. Uh, but, uh, oh, we big... saw Hidden Figures. Very good. Go see that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, 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 and watch the Godfather long thing. But There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The big finale yes. is here. It's upon us. Karen's look at the birthdays of the people who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Karen's birthdays. It's time for Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays. It's time for Karen's birthdays. It's time for Karen's birthdays. We never get to the part. My favorite part of that song is we go, it's time for Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays. I love this. It's time for Karen's birthdays. That's my favorite part. Anyway, we better hurry because I want to wish a very happy birthday to Betty White, who turns 95. Woo, Betty White. Still acting. I know. She's fantastic. She could play anywhere from ditzy to classic. She started her career as the phone girl on Al Jarvis's afternoon TV show here in L.A. Don't know. I don't know what that is. But then uh, she's been known as, you probably know her best, as Sue Ann Nivens from the classic sitcom Mary Tyler Moore. Never saw that. I only knew her as Rose Nyland. No, we didn't see that where I was from in the oh, states. That's right. It's a yeah. great. It's a great. That's a good sitcom. Yeah, great, uh, cable Ted to Knight. Get those, uh, yeah, we yeah. didn't get those repeats. We all the way up there. We yeah. had antenna. You got yeah. some Canadian t- TV problems. We used to watch Canadian television all sure. the time. I love that. I used to watch um, Switchback, starred Sean Thompson. It was on Sunday mornings. Anyway, uh, you probably know her as Rose Nyland. Now, I did see her in The Golden Girls, and she also played that same character on four different TV series. She played it on The Golden Palace, The Golden Girls, Nurses, and Empty Nest. What? What? She popped up at Empty Nest as Rose? Yeah, that's what it says here the on the old character? IMDb. Same character, Rose Nyland. Richard Mulligan. That the guy from Empty Nest? What a hilarious guy. Yes. From SOB and Little Big <laughs> Yes. Wow. I have a fun fact for you, Paul. Do you like your facts fun? I do. You know, I <laughs> insist. Best kind. They'd be fun. Ooh. She They're is, not all fun, you know. They're not all fun. <laughs> this is what I love. It's on IMDb. They have across the top the movies that she's known for. 
And of course, they have da- they have the Golden Girls, and they have her known for Match Game because she was on that TV show. Oh, yeah. The very first one in the most prominent position is bringing down the house. <laughs> Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. <laughs> Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. You might have seen her in Bringing Down the House. Or The Proposal. And also The Proposal or Lake Placid, the movie about a uh, giant crocodile. Yes. Where she uh, plays a loon, I think. I think it. so. Good like for a her. Bird? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be she's, incredible. She does. She's, she's good. Bird-like. <laughs> she gets eaten by the alligator. It's her awful. potential as an actress has not been tapped. Hey, she you played would, a loon. She played a loon. <laughs> um, you would like the fact that she does not like reality television. She doesn't find that being very helpful to the television. Anyone who you already described as classic yeah. would not. Right. No. I also agree with her. She never had children. So... That's why her body is still banging. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why she's still alive at 95, honest to God. <laughs> children Didn't children kill her. suck the life out of you. <laughs> I used to be the same height as my brother. I'm taller now. He's, yeah, he's, had, he's had a couple <laughs> girls. Uh, she's also a big animal lover. That's and true. she says, I love cougars, but I am not a cougar. Good girl. And I thought this was kind of fun. Every time there's somebody like a uh, classic quintessential actress or actor i try to figure out their link to bill murray in any way because that's important information for me i didn't see where they had actually worked together but whenever bill murray was on letterman talking about the uh whole ghostbusters 3 thing that was a while ago it was when letterman was still kicking around too he said that there were some women's names being kicked around for that and one of them was uh betty white but he wasn't so sure about that Bill Murray, not sure she could be a Ghostbuster. Oh. He made some sort of face and then a noise, but I couldn't pull the clip because it was unavailable. Apparently, you can't mm. pull that clip. Uh, Letterman. Yeah. Letterman and Betty White's well, people got on that. Yeah. yeah. It's also not a great idea, right? To no, have Betty it'd White be weird. Be a Ghostbuster. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bill's on point. More, yeah. more, more a ghost. Probably. I was just going to say, maybe she should be a ghost. <laughs> Friendly ghost. Uh, that'd be nice. Uh, let's keep up our wishing happy birthday is going with wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Jim Carrey. Who oh, turns wow. 55. Jesus. How can that Big be allowed? Diesel turns 50 this year. Jeez, that's craziness. Yeah, David Schwimmer's 50. Luke Perry's 50. Wow. Ah. They're all in their 50s. Well, this is kind of neat. He shares the same birthday as Andy Kaufman, who he played in Man on the Moon. Oh. Interesting. I like that. He is from Canada. He is also U.S. citizen since 2004. And uh, he can act and produce... And not only is he known for his rubbery body movements and flexible face, but he's also known for some of his serious acting that he did. Of course, uh, we know him from The Living Color. That's when I think he did the TV show, right, where he first started out. I think I remember he was the weird dude in the background all the time. Like, didn't he play like a woman who had little things sticking out of her hair? She's like, yeah, I remember that character. So funny. In in uh, in In Living Living Color, Color. the background thing you talk, you might be talking about is they did, and I don't know why more shows don't do this. In Living Color did a Super Bowl halftime show right. live That's right. that you had to tune into. Like you're watching yeah, the game, then right. flip over to Fox. They, they, like, they yeah. encourage you to yes. get away from CBS, flip yes. over to Fox and watch it. And it killed. They did so many funny sketches. They did a fire marshal gym thing. They did uh, the, the two weigh-ins were out in the parking lot selling used cars, but they, they were in the parking lot of the Super Bowl. Just, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And then they did a thing where someone's inter- talking about the game. That's what it is. And he walked by the background. You know how the guys walked by in the background and do yes. a bit? Yeah. They took it to extreme Jim Carrey heights. <laughs> yeah. Super funny. What a, I'm, That special was fantastic. That was a great idea. He was also in Deadpool. He played uh, the oh, really? Clint Eastwood movie. He was the rock, uh, rock star who got killed. Well, the Deadpool. Oh, the Deadpool. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, sorry. wait a minute. With Ryan I Reynolds? saw Deadpool. Oh, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> the Deadpool, yes. Deadpool. 
Uh, Is that right? I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. The one with the little remote control car He's like the Axl Rose kind of character. Jim Carrey is. Yeah. <laughs> I found this interesting when I was looking to see what he's done, because he's done Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, Mr. Popper's Penguins, all sorts of stuff. I wanted to see what most recently he had done. And I was talking to Paul about this, and it's so interesting. Most recently, he starred as a bearded Jim Carrey. He's very serious in this role. In True Crimes, which was released in 2016. But I never heard of it. Me neither. Maybe it got delayed. It had reviews and everything. Yeah? Yeah, they had a Hollywood reporter, had an article about it. Let me refresh your memory. I'll tell you what it's about. True Crimes is a 2016 American-Polish crime drama thriller directed by Alexandros Arvranas. Sure. And written by Jeremy Brock. Paul, does that bring back any? Nope. Did you know Tom Hanks was in a movie last year called Hologram for the King? Shut up. Yes. Oh, you did? Because it had a very kind of trippy feel to it. Yeah. But it, yeah, it came and went. But uh, every once in a while, a big star will just. He had a beard in this, or whatever. So right. it looked very un. Yeah, he'd probably get a million bucks or whatever. <laughs> right. So that they can go and make their, you know, Vin Diesel movies. I right. don't know if Jim's got another hilarious movie in him. I don't know. Again, like, Take I, Over uh, the World hilarious? Well, the thing is, uh, you know. And star it depends on what your star vehicles are kind of gone too. Yes. So. And it depends on what your kind of comedy is. Like he has kind of a young man's comedy. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like like the physicality and all the wackiness and stuff. Whereas that's why I think a guy like Michael Keaton can do a comedy. Because it's intellectual, right? In, in a way, and, and like it's an a, Alexander a little bit Payne, different, so right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I think sometimes, you know, I mean, I'd like to see it. I just don't know if we will. Right. Yeah. I'd, it'd be nice to see him take a different type of character. In a comedy, maybe. Well, uh, I just find it interesting you would say that because a lot of his movies have bathroom scenes and car scenes in almost every one of them. He's a big fan of that. So that comedy is very important to him. Also, Paul, on IMDb, it says his least favorite movie is The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. I just thought I'd put that out there because Paul loves that movie. What a great movie that is. Is, <laughs> it, is he in Have that you movie? The no, Kurt Russell, it's 1969. Uh, he just doesn't movie? like it. It's on IMDb yeah, and I Dexter found that Riley funny. The Dexter Riley movies. Have you shared those with your kids? No. Kurt Russell. and uh, Oh, Disney movies. They're fantastic. Oh, there's a couple Russell's. of them like the, 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 the field goal kicking mule. Yeah, Gus. Yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that. Right? Well, he there was uh, oh, the strongest man in the world, the barefoot executive. And now uh, computer the computer wore tennis shoes. Kurt Russell's Dexter Riley. He's at school. He's like... Closing up the computer for the night. It's like a whole room because and he becomes a computer. And he gets zapped with lightning. I think it's a black and all the computer movie. goes into him. So he joins the school trivia team <sighs> and they go on take on the other schools. And he's like the hero because he Your knows everything. Your kids are gonna love it. Your kids are gonna love it. It's the best. <laughs> hey, also Jim Carrey was only one of the only actors to ever play both the Grinch and Scrooge, two of the meanest Christmas villains ever. Oh, yeah. Yes, he's played well, a lot of people who played Scrooge. But, but he played the Grinch. I mean, you only get a couple for the Grinch. It's him and what? Boris Karloff is Pretty the other much, one? Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> I mean, true. that's the list. And, that, and, his, and Boris Karloff never played Scrooge. That's true. Scrooge, his Scrooge is weird. Yeah. It's like all CGI or something weird. Yes, yeah, it's that. It's motion that capper, yeah. I didn't like it. Thing. No. Anyway, but. Early motion capture. Early, like when they were still, you could see the ping pong balls. Yeah, like Polar stuff. Express level. Oh, God, I hated that movie. And I never even saw it. Um. <laughs> Hey, Paul, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. You know, that's true. Karen does. Uh, Joe, you're going to hear a lot about yes. Karen. Uh, and people are going to ask you, tell me two things about. Are you trying to think of something right Karen now? Karen Volpe. Yeah, and the first great. thing I'll say is she's an Angels fan by default. That's okay. true. Uh, just because I'm around. It happens in and the And she loves when celebrities sing. I do. And I just found one of. When I do birthdays, I put a lot of time and effort into them. It's very important that I find 
the quintessential singing celebrity clip. And this time I think I did it because not only does a celebrity sing, he's singing well for no reason to a great song that I love. And uh, so here's Jim Carrey on The Letterman Show, the late night show, singing Take On Me by Aha. Say after me. I don't know what to, what to say. I'll say it anyway. You're saying he wasn't plugging anything. No, just he just said, Dave, you know what? I've always wanted to be a singer, but I don't know what to sing. And he goes, well, Paul will get you something to sing. And he goes, Paul, I want to sing something that good singers sing. And he started singing this. That wraps another showcast, everybody. <laughs> Together we're the movie guys. Individually we are. Terrible Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, Instagram, all that nonsense. Uh, for daily jokes and links. Thanks to Joe Canale. Joe oh, Canale. Thanks to you. Yeah, where are we uh, following you on the social media? Uh I guess it's a uh, Weaselicious uh, on Twitter. W E A S E L I S C I O U S. It's an annoying way to spell an annoying word. Weaselicious. How, how does anyone ever find it? It's the only way to spell it. Yeah, or Sports Widow is oh, easier, I think. Easier. The Sports Widow, right. maybe. I don't know. Just, just look up Joe Canale. It's me, and there's a hockey coach in Canada of the, with that name. Well, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Look him up. Follow him. <laughs> Follow Thanks, him. as always, to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show each and every week. And of Hi, course, Steve. we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Remember, you can always find us at themovieguys.net. Next week, the Resident Evil franchise wraps up. Oh, finally. With the final chapter. We'll see you then. Reality. Our prices are so low, we're shattering ah. realities. How can Manic Murray keep these prices so low? Because you will not be charged for her husband or her reality, which are both gone. And you think that movie's got angst? You ain't seen nothing yet.